Hear that? It's the call of the Crave. And when the Crave calls, you know what to do. Try the $5 Bacon Bundle, because the only thing better than a White Castle slider is a White Castle slider topped with crispy hickory smoked bacon. So pick any two of either the Bacon Cheese Slider, 1921 Bacon Cheese Slider, or Chicken Bacon Ranch Slider, and also get a small fry for just $5 with the $5 Bacon Bundle. White Castle. Follow your crave. This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Plus, auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. Quote now at Progressive.com to see if you could save. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May of 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. There's no place to escape to. This is the last podcast. On the left. Side stories. Yeah, your That's when the cannibalism started. Side, Side stories. stories. <laughs> yes. Ooh, chubby boys with the chubby little toys. That's you. <laughs> I see you over there with your chubby toy, your iPhone 7. It's broken. Get a new phone. I'm going to do this. I'm going to shame you on the show. You're going to publicly shame me for being a, a conscientious consumer. It still works. Yes, it's slightly it broken. Sure, works. I get shards of glass in my finger, but it we works. We keep having these fucking... We have real phone calls. We have business phone calls that you do answer on your phone, and it looks like you are fucking in the middle of an insurrection. Like you are, it's just smeared with Vaseline from your hand grease. Like you just got to get a new phone. Well, that's a phone isn't going to make me less smeared in hand you grease. You just got to get a new phone. I think this is more of an indictment on my personal hygiene. It is. I will also say that. You got to wipe Whoa. your hands. Wipe the camera even wow. i do and i'm wet wow what well, did not know shots fired folks that's what's how it up is. everyone and i and i'm rolling against the hellish rebuke today i uh, rolled against i roll underneath it i'm gonna well, stealth myself for fucking around it i got a 40 and i'm gonna fucking roll my fucking stealth and i'm gonna go around it that hellish rebuke is in my pocket burning a hole in it right now i can pull it out at any time welcome to side stories everyone i am ben hanging out with henry hope everyone is doing all right hope everyone had uh as pleasant of a week Weekend as they possibly could have had. Chubby boys and their chubby little toys. I don't think, you know, there's a lot on wrestle going on. I don't know if people are having that pleasant of a weekend, but I will say that I think that the cops should be more afraid of people. And I think a part of what they should do and start thinking about more is watch the documentary. We've already plugged this tread about the, the kill dozer. Oh, yes. This is what I'm saying. If they're allowed to have tanks, we should be allowed to have tanks. I think and we that, could buy a tank. But we either buy a tank and we have community tanks. There should be a community tank next to the police tank where you can all See, have it. It's at the fucking barber's much, house. This is a much better idea than robot cops. Now you're really getting Kissel on board. I can be the mouthpiece for this proposed plan. Every small town should have one 
civilian ran anti-aircraft missile. I'm I'm, I'm, I'm just fine thinking with that too. Did you see what's going on? There's drones over Michigan. They're slicing tires in Minneapolis. Henry, you have never been more on point in your entire shirtless life. Yes, Henry is not wearing a shirt. I'm not wearing a shirt. I am staring at this bizarre Polish Italian man's hair. It has no idea what it's doing, but it is definitely on his body. It is it naturally forms into a sweater and it naturally does. forms a little hole for my turtle-like head. And that's just the way fucking <laughs> the Lord made. And that, and I am blessed for that. But I'm saying I have a tank I have a tankman's body, right? The you same do. thing with like my father. My father was a mariner, a submariner. I have a <laughs> submariner's body. I should yeah. be in a little tube. And I, again, every community and then what you do is every 6 months you vote to who gets to be the pilot. I the love tank. it. I love it, of course, Why Mr. Can't we have it? I don't, I, and I'm going to just say, because I'm going to go on the record saying, I don't think the cops should have one. I'm with so, you on that. So if we're going to have fights, I want tank fights. I, I, Hey, buddy, it's not just a fun video game. It's now real life. I am totally with you, Mr. Zabrowski, very, the hairiest seaman of all time, and you, his son, I think I nominate you, Henry Thomas Zabrowski the second. You will be the first one to man said tank. And I yeah! believe you could do a lot of damage. Up. Well, Bring speak- the war to home. Speak- you got to fucking get those treads out. Fucking, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm, unfortunately, I might kill some dogs in the process, and I don't want don't to. Don't kill any dogs. You uh, got to get out of the way to the treads. Well, of course, and I think they will. They're very uh, intuitive when it comes to warfare. Speaking of not great weekends, we have been covering this story. What seems to be... Uh, a year and a half, two years. It might years. be a year. It might be uh, a year. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Chad Daybell and Lori uh, and Lori Value and Lori Vallow. Woo! The cops are finally starting to take a little bit of action. Wait, this was one of those fun times. I try to we try to wait as long as possible before recording side stories so that we could get because it's always like fucking something breaks as soon as we record and you're like I fucking want to talk about that. But we got this right as we were sidling into the studio. Mm-hmm. Chad Daybell is arrested after human remains found at Idaho home. I want y'all to go back. We, I can't recap it again. Look up Chad Daybell. Look up Lori Vallow. Two mm-hmm. self-made prophets that believed that they were the chosen ones. It seemed to be that they viewed so many dead bodies are attached to this couple. Yep. Lori Vallow's kids have been missing now since September of last year. Mm-hmm. And, but now with AFI, this is breaking news. Chad Daybell, he has been arrested after human remains were found at his home in Rexburg, Idaho. These kids have been missing. They said that they were on vacation. It's a long is, vacation. I don't think kids should have vacation days from being kids because that called that's called being dead. Absolutely. Of course, they were at Camp Crystal Lake. If you take a look at what I would assume their corpses uh, appear to be these days, slashed and uh, brutalized. Uh, Unfortunately, it has taken so long because the first time the cops raided Chad Daybell's home, they weren't able to find anything. My question is, what was so difficult when it comes to finding human remains the first time? Were they still sort of believing the story? Was Chad Daybell walking behind them and telling them where to go? Oh, you don't want to go in there that's where we keep all of our extra soap nothing to see like what was he doing to stop the cops from going into the area where their children have their remains well we don't know if they're the kids remains yet but we if they're not the henry if they're not the kids remains then we're in a whole nother problem i'm covering us legally (laughs) i'm covering us don't worry that's how you know i'm always thinking that But I don't. I just I have nominated no clue. you. I just nominated you to dominate the police with a killdozer. 
What yeah, do you man, mean? but that's different. That's fucking. I am, I'm a wartime general, right? I am. I'm a. I am a, a. That's what I do. I. You know, I create distractions. That's mostly my job. But I the, it agree. says right here, Rexburg PD, with the assistance of the FBI and the Fremont and the Fremont County Sheriff's Office, are serving a search warrant at Chad Daybell's home in Idaho. This is from mm. Kim Powell, um, who is a reporter for AZ Family in Phoenix, Arizona. Now it seems like maybe they didn't have access to the entire farm. Maybe okay. there was like something they had to, we're not really certain, or maybe it's because the FBI is now involved, but it seems to be, I mean, several remains were found, but now he's on, he is in jail. Lori Vallow is now thankfully in jail. They are finally at least caught. And hopefully, I hope that we can actually bring some rest to this story absolutely. and that these kids can actually be laid peacefully to rest because this is absolutely, it's been a heartbreaking story, but man, the, the fucking movie that's going to come out of this shit is going to be out of control. This is going to be a John Stamos feature, not to diss Mr. Stamos. I believe he played one of the Mr. Kissels in the two Mr. Kissels. This is going to be a lifetime film. This is not, he, this is never well, going to the big screen. Matt Damon ain't signed up to be this cult leader. Who also did you know this? Chad Daybill was a former grave digger. Hey man, I guess that he just <laughs> went back to his alma mater, if and that's are, what he decided to do to fall back on his old college days and I get back guess. to Marion. I've never heard of a cult leader. I've never heard of a grave digger turned cult leader before. Well, but Joseph, okay. Joseph, Joseph Smith, man. Fucking oh, grave yeah. robber turned into fucking religious founder, turned into f- human prophet. This is, it, we, will, we will see what happens. But you know that there's several layers of film, right? You'll have the big film, the big summer movie that'll come out with like Chad Daybell, like played by like, I'm going to maybe say out there, like, who's a good one for Chad Daybell? Tom Hanks. Tom, right? Tom Hanks, Hanks would, playing Tom Hanks Chad Daybell. No, he's Tom Hanks just played Mr. Rogers, Henry. Why would Flip he do this? Dude? Actors are always looking for challenges. Look at Kevin James just played a serious neo-Nazi in that movie Becky. I don't. Well, Kevin James, he he has comedic talent, as we saw with his stand-up special. He's when he was talking about waiting in line uh, for greeting cards. It was very funny. And oh, he also yes, did a great bit on muffins. He also has a really funny bit where he says that he goes up, someone asks him if he's sweating, and they ask him if he was doing jump rope in the attic, and he says, no, actually, I just peeled an orange. He has See? some funny material. He's, he's got, got some good funny bits. Bit. But you got Chad Daybell, so I would put her up there, right? I put Chad Daybell, maybe, but, but somebody like a Tom Hanks, that level. And then you got Lori Vallow. <laughs> I'm going to say... In the Lifetime movie, Lori Vallow will be played by a, a recently released um, Lori Laughlin. That's what I was going to say as well, because now she's hardened. She understands. She's probably learned a little bit about the criminal element. I think she's hotter now than ever. She did her time. And now I think it's. Uh, she yeah. hasn't done it yet. Well, she's she's doing <laughs> she something. She doing something. She hopefully what will was be the very one that soon. did the time out of, out of the. There's another one. A Felicity Huffman. I'm gonna, Did she let's already do, go to jail? She went to one of them went to jail. Felicity, I believe, went to jail. Whichever one went to jail, you get the reward of now playing Lori Vallow in a Lifetime movie, which, oh, my God, you think about the accolade that you could get with that. You could win upwards of an Emmy. And what's more exciting than an Emmy? Actually, a daytime Emmy. Because you know what's funny about the daytime Emmy, from what I've heard, is that you can drink at the daytime Emmys, and actually the, the primetime Emmys, even though they're fancy, are actually quite boring because they don't serve any booze or food. That's why it's never good to be successful. If you really look at people who go to the Oscars, you you see these award shows, they're all bored as hell. You you can't do anything because really, you're just acting again, and your role is to be a prop or an actor who has just lost. 
the um, what's her name? Oh, the Golden Globes is where you go to get hammered. That's where you go to get hammered. So well, that's so what we'll you We'll find out. Do. Lori Vallow, and I and I guess like for the primetime movie, the big old movie, Lori Vallow would probably be played by, unfortunately, a Scarlett Johansson. Because then they'll go younger. Dude, they'll go older. Girl, they'll go younger. All right. I got nothing I just, wrong with Scar Joe. I'm sad Black Widow hasn't come out because of this dang COVID. Uh, but hopefully that'll come out at some point soon. Not my favorite character, but also... I'm here for it. That's what I said. Wow. I'm here for it. Well, speaking, wow. uh, so we will keep you up to date on what's going on with Chad and Lori. This is the biggest development that we've been able to cover because the cops have finally put these two behind bars, most likely where they belong at this point. Once you find human re- remains in that person's home and their children are on a nine month vacation, we can assume something has gone awry. Something has gone awry. Have you seen the new super cool streetwear on the street? called no. shieldheadwear.com it's new it is this is not a fucking joke it is aluminum foil clothes uh-huh. that they are selling to block you from any sort of energy weapon it's 5g so this is predicated upon the conspiracy of 5g this is another one and so we had several listeners that went and actually they, they guess someone did that 5g shield that like usb thing that was sold mm-hmm. apparently there's nothing in it there's literally <laughs> nothing in it it's just a fucking plug but this has got shoes they've got underwear this is 39 euro oh for a my beanie good. for well, an that's... aluminum foil beanie i'm looking at this is really really interesting it's got eyewear i don't know what that does it's good for the eyes. You can't let the five G get in there. That's the direct passage to the uh, to the mind. I mean, that's but just the railway open. tunnel to the, the brain. The glass is just open. They're still slapping against the fucking eyeballs. Well, you never know what's going to happen. This podcast is brought to you by Squarespace. Finding work life balance can be tough, but Squarespace gives you the tools to reach your goals and have time to celebrate. Squarespace is the all in one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. With the new guided design system, Squarespace Blueprint, you can select from curated layout and styling options to create a personalized website optimized for every device. Get your website discovered fast with integrated, optimized SEO tools. Plus, make checkout easy for customers with easy-to-use payment tools. And with Squarespace AI, you can explain what your site is about, choose your tone, enter what you need, and get auto-generated text. And that helps you save time. I know I'm sitting on about two literal wheelbarrows filled with horse picks. Now, part of the issue has been is a lot of these pictures are getting stopped at customs because some of them do depict various world leaders in horse-like circumstances that seems to be pinging a lot of these custom agents accounts. Now, so what I've done to do is like, so while I'm trying to work on hand smuggling these horse picks over various country borders. I then also have time because Squarespace is doing all the other ad work for me to go and work on my killdozer at home. So thank you, Squarespace, for allowing me to diversify in the best way possible for this country. Head to squarespace.com for a free trial when you're ready to launch. Go to squarespace.com slash left to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It says here I have to talk about something I need to get off my chest, and I guess I can share it here. I, I eat mayonnaise for fun. It's a hobby of mine, and it's an addiction. And it's a daily weight on my life. How much I need whipped egg whites and oil crammed into my veins. 
as soon as I wake up. And a lot of people carry around a lot of different stressors, big and small. Some people are presidents. Some people are soldiers. Some people have to eat mayonnaise, especially with hard-boiled eggs, which is what I eat for lunch. But I guess I should share that in therapy. Because therapy is a safe place to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. And what I do is I just add eggs if I have mayonnaise left over. I just continue to add the eggs. But if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. I hope they can help me. My God. I hope they can help me. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash LastPod today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp! H-E-L-P dot com slash LastPod. Hi! Did you know Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in the U.S. with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers in the U.S.? They have everything you could possibly want, like fruit trees, palm trees, evergreens, houseplants, and so much more. Whatever you're interested in, they have it for you. Find the perfect fit for your climate and space. That's one of my favorite things about it. Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online, and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever. Now, personally, I'm in the middle of re-landscaping my yard. I like to do it myself because I called up a landscaper to see how much it costs, and it was absolutely insane. Plus, I love dirt. I love getting my hands in the dirt, and I love planting things myself. And fast-growing trees has given me some wonderful plants that I can use. Like I got this uh, Texas sage, it's purple. I've dug up a whole bunch of horrible bushes and shrubs up in front of my window and in front of my house and put some purple Texas sage up there and it's going to thrive and it's going to look real good. And I didn't even have to go to a nursery to buy it. It came to my house. Now, this spring, they have the best deals online, up to half off on select plants and other deals. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code LEFT at checkout. That's an additional 15% off at FastGrowingTrees.com using the code LEFT at checkout. FastGrowingTrees.com, code LEFT. Offers valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. You mentioned technology, Henry. That reminded me of this story that we must cover uh, about cell phone chargers. Do you know how you lose your cell phone charger all the time? All the time. I have to be like when we're traveling, I'm it's always horrible. like looking for a charger. I'm always what? just trying to find it. It's like, you know, how many of these I blow through five, six, seven a month? Yeah, I know. I'm sitting in the back seat Eight, as we're driving to nine, the next gig and I just hear 10 <laughs> a week. And as soon as Henry starts doing his porky pig, man, oh, you have another charger. Uh, then it's like, oh, my God. Yes, Jackie, here's my charger. Sure. Yeah, that's your impression of me. I think that's interesting. (laughs) But yeah, yeah, so why do you bring that up? Well, may I recommend you do what this Indian man did? Hmm. Uh, This is a recent story from the CNN wire, only covering the most important news. Uh, This dude went to the doctor. He said he had some abdominal pain. The doctors were like, I don't know, man, take a diuretic. You know, maybe this is going to help you out. Um, It turns out he has a sexual fetish where he puts things inside of his penis. In this case, he was able to shove a two foot long phone charger cable into the front of his penis uh, to the degree that it ended up in his bladder. There's a picture here that apparently these doctors just leak, which I don't like this. If I go to the doctor... This is irresponsible. This is irresponsible. There's no reason. There's no reason. (laughs) 
they have the Jeff's x-ray picture you know in he- this story this is this is ktla5 <laughs> and i all i know is this is what keeps people who have gerbils or any any form of modeling modeling clay toy cars anything in their rectum or their or or their abdomen this is what stops them from going to the hospital because the doctors are just going to laugh at you. So the man visited well, the hospital in northeastern right, so India. He shows up. I do. I like spelling this out because this is the thing, guys. I think that we should. We're going to say this is a public information message to all of our listeners. Absolutely. When you go to the doctor, there yes. are things that you just just tell them straightforward, right? I learned. I used to hide all my shit, but now I tell them, being like, "Yeah, I did shrooms this weekend. I did. Right. I do weed. I do weed." And they're like, "Fucking hell yeah, dog!" And then they fucking slap her head. Like, how many so times they go in there? They put the reggae hat on me with the dreads sewn well, into them. You're a cool guy. So. You you're there, huh? You're you've you're, adulted to that point. I'm slightly older than you, but I still have not adulted to the point where telling the doctor the truth is cool. I still I tell can't. I say I the tell doc- him stuff like, you know, I jerked off before coming here today, and they get upset. Yeah, that's a little strange, especially when you're going there for their physical or for your physical. Although I'm sure they appreciate that. Less risk of getting a bone. I just want them to understand that. Don't worry, I'm not. The gun's not going to accidentally go off this time. Absolutely. You're not going to be the second boyfriend to Jay, uh, to Joe Exotic uh, in Tiger King. You're not going to shoot your you're not going to shoot his head off. I'm not going to shoot his head off. Oh, wow. That is just, it's fun. It is fun to reminisce. Yeah, it but is. When you go to the doctor, because he showed up and he said that um, he said that he was experiencing abdominal pain. So they gave yes. him a bunch of laxatives and he fucking he just fucking. It was just shitting and shitting and that was like they don't understand what's going for on for five said, days for he five came in days after five days of laxatives and he said hey listen we I, it's not coming out i don't know what's happening to me they then <laughs> were like all right we'll look at the, the we're gonna have to do some form of x-ray on you and then they found the two feet of cable coiled around like a serpent <laughs> inside of his bladder and it took a long time they had to go and fucking pull it out and they, so, there was like if they said right here if he had just been honest it would have saved us the trouble and we could have treated him sooner maybe he wanted to have the runs for five days perhaps that's part of the sexual fetish as we've talked about it kind of feels good the first few times before you have to go to the bank and you have to do things in your life it's like when you lose your cell phone the first five hours of you having your cell phone lost you do feel a little, there's a small amount of liberation. There is yes. like, if I miss a text, no fault on me. If I don't I, get an email. I'm out. I'm out of my I'm phone. Out. It's such a beautiful relief. I don't have to deal with it anymore for a couple hours. And then it immediately becomes crushing panic. What's happening? What am I missing? High anxiety. First, yep. first few hours stuck on the toilet. I'm not having the worst time. I feel like I'm losing a little bit of weight. And yeah, then it's sure, like, great. oh, what's that? Oh, I have to meet my, I have to meet my mother-in-law at Applebee's in an you hour. Meanwhile, you're shitting. You know you got two feet of fucking phone charger up your fucking dick hole. You're going to have to go to that shit fucking shark taco. What is it, shark bone taco? Sure, sure. You that, If you have a very fancy mother-in-law, I mean, I just you go Applebee's go chilies. And you're sitting in a Ponderosa knowing that you got that all bunched up right behind your pee hole. I also don't know how you're peeing. Although, if you do go to Ponderosa and you do have a case of massive diarrhea, they'll probably just make you the head chef. Um, <laughs> so this was, they conducted an endoscopy. Now, my question here is, and please, if you have this fetish, all good, no harm, no foul. Do a it. little bit of a foul here, and it does seem like some harm has occurred. But for the most part, he was the only victim, and so everything is fine. Would this not be the pistol resistance of the fetish? 
getting the endoscopy, getting getting uh, getting someone to go in there. You have a you have a team of doctors now. That's it's wildly time to interesting. Show that hole. I actually don't know. I That's actually know. a really good question. I don't know if this is was the actual aim of this or is the idea because in my mind I thought that sounding with the pleasure was in putting it in and taking it out. To me, that's why I was going to say, it's like, you know when, this is one of those classic cases of like, um, you know when you lose your string in your jogging pants? I hate that. Never lose the string in the tip of your dick. <laughs> Always have a little nub and lawnmower yourself. I'm certain that that is the way, I'm cer- I thought that that's where the pleasure was, but again, maybe I'm just some kind of white bread vanilla piece of shit. Because I well, feel like the feeling of it tugging against the wall of your bladder might be very interesting. You know, I don't know uh, how you lose it. It seems extremely difficult. How do you, it must have been kind of plug. It's got a USB plug on the other side. How does it get lost? I have a feeling just looking at the picture that these doctors leak because they have no respect for their patients at all. <laughs> it looks like he had cut that portion of it off and it oh, was just That's why it's there, the buddy. String. That is why it's there. Yeah, some people say, "Oh, it's because it attaches to the charger end and that's how you get the power in." No, it's there to keep it from sliding up inside of you like some form of crooked ass upside down spaghetti. Yes, well, according to the doctor, he said, I have read the people used to get sexual gratification by inserting instruments through the penis. I this have is- read, quote unquote. <laughs> shush, 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 shush. This is one such case. And then he goes on to say, and the psychiatrist can help him beyond this point. So apparently they think this guy needs psychiatric help, which because he did lose the string is going to put him that, that you, you got to talk to someone just because you lost it inside of your bladder. Got to. Got to talk to someone. Be and that is a, now you've done it. And maybe actually that's where the horniness comes in is telling him at the very end. Go, I did it. Naughty. Uh-oh. I mean, like, um, well, now we're going to have to cut open your fucking guts. That's so congratulations. exactly what they did, too. Yeah. Um, all right. So this is a story that is an, this is another one of those. I fucking love our show. This is a story that is out of control. And it's also I have no clue what's going on. And it's the very beginning. OK. Suspicious, bizarre theory emerges on photo of missing mom and son. And this is the story of a woman, uh, Felicity Loveday, 83. She went missing with her son, Adrian Menival, 56. They went missing in Melbourne as they prepared to leave for a three-day, what they called a cleansing ritual on December 11th, 2019. So this is a story from still like this. They don't know where the hell this dude is, right? All right. Wow. It's been quite a while. There's a picture. That was taken by, uh, it believe, by a member of their family. There's one last picture that shows the two of them on a boat, which is this old kind of pontoon, fucking rickety-ass looking boat that was, I mean, she's 83 years old, and they are pretty certain from the looks of this picture that the old woman that is in the chair is dead already, right? Oh, she my. is very white, kind of propped up, looking mm-hmm. a little like Bernie. Right? A little bit. Kind of kept up with the life preserver. He's were in the engine. Now, what they don't know, this is where it gets really, really strange. Um, It has emerged that Ms. Loveday was once a senior 
co-Freemasonry figure and served as what is called the Worshipful Master at a Southport Queensland Lodge presiding over rituals and ceremonies in the mid-2000s. So she is a part of this Freemasonry group. You see several pictures of her with the robes on, and she was in charge of it. Now, the son, they were going to do what they called a cleansing ritual because Adrian and Felicity, this this, this two men, and they they are bosom buddies. They look like haunted roommates. Right. Um, because it's just roommates with your 83-year-old mother. They said that Adrian and Felicity were practicing meditation for some time, and they believed that Felicity, the 83-year-old woman, had awoken black magic, and Adrian, he felt responsible for it, and they said that the boat trip was a means of reversing it. So the boat trip was going to reverse all the black magic charms. And you're right, Henry. I'm, I'm looking at a picture now. She looks a bit like Grandma from uh, National Lampoon's European vacation when she was in the chair atop the car. It it looks like the woman from Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead. Yes, there's definitely. Um, in other words, she looks very dead. It's very, very dead. And so what they're saying is they went out to on the salt water because that's how they would purify whatever ritual that they needed to do, right? So Mrs. Loveday's daughter, Christina Loveday, was the first, was the last person to see her brother and mother at the Frankson boat ramp. She told police that although she was initially concerned about the three-day trip, she was reassured when her brother said he would keep in contact. On this, because she's 83 years old, she had no reason to be in this rickety-ass little boat. No, definitely not. On December not. 13th, she received a text message saying that they were having a quote-unquote good time. It sounds like they were getting hammered and having sex with each other, which they shouldn't have because they this is not porn up. No, right, this they is are fucking yeah, real relatives. I haven't seen has Pornhub uh, um, uh, amped up the game to Granny Fuck's grandson at this point. Is that no, what's going on? No, we should on also here? start looking at Pornhub having a little bit of a problem cleaning up their child porn problem uh, as fast as humanly possible. Switch oh, over to wanna, X videos. You on December fifteenth, this empty boat was found submerged about twenty kilometers from where the pair left. Constable ops describe it as definitely not suitable for sleeping in for a three day trip. So no. they put in this little boat. So basically, she had some form of advanced dementia. They don't know what that, but they said they went up to. But apparently, Mr. Menaval, the son, had purchased a second boat shortly before the trip. Did not tell anybody that he had purchased a boat, and that boat is also missing. And so is the son. They found the, the they found the boat, the actual the little shitty boat that they were in. They found it submerged in the water. Um, Did they dump three days grandma later. over the boat? Don't know where grandma is. Did they literally pull a throw mama from the train, but the but the aquatic version of it? Yeah, she got Osama bin Laden. Wow. Yeah, and she didn't deserve that unless she really did. But I want to see this other movie on the other side of like, well, what fucking portal did fucking him and old lady open up? Are there demons everywhere that we don't know about it? Is that a part of the, is that COVID? Is that the COVID? I mean, you look at the time. Absolutely. We're talking late December. I believe that's when it was starting to begin uh, and spread throughout China. And I believe that this woman is responsible for COVID. But then shouldn't this have solved the entire problem? They drowned her in salt water. Theoretically, that was supposed to solve the, uh, the entire pandemic. Maybe she comes back. Like forementioned Jason Voorhees, perhaps she just resides down there. Maybe she's hanging out with the Bloop or Cthulhu. This might be the best option for her. They could have just caused the end of the world by doing something so stupid as to drowning this witch. Unless she went to join the old ones, like you said. Now they are saying they it's a little bit of fault. It was found immediately. It was found afterwards, and they are just are they are gone. This dude is gone, and I'm going to tell you what: if she is not 
deceased in this picture, she is looking a little seasick. <laughs> so I, I think that immediately they should have been because like you know is he just lifting dead mom up and putting her in the boat and the sister's not saying anything being like I think mom should be moving you know well, like I think mom should be like kicking or saying something to respondent is he just doing the whole like we're doing fine sonny like doing old school ventriloquism <laughs> if he's a vaudevillian actor I would give him a lot of credit for doing such in, uh, doing something so artistically valid I don't know. I mean, either way, I, is he just he lampooned just on an island right now? Is he living like Tom Hanks in Castaway? Is he painting little faces on basketballs and being friends with them? Perhaps having sex with them, which Tom Hanks yep. never did. You say that. I honestly do believe that he had sex with Wilson. He you at least he rubbed it on Wilson. Or, or Wilson watched him have sex with the fish. You, you, don't think, you don't think he turned Wilson's little ball head around? You know how easy it is to turn a ball around? <laughs> Just for his decency, so he wouldn't share his <laughs> secrets. I, maybe I don't know. We're gonna have to know. ask this guy for, if they ever find him lampooned on an island somewhere. Uh, no, I don't know. But now oh we're seeing. My. So if you see a fucking a fucking gross dude with a really lumpy duffel bag somewhere in Adelaide, yeah, I'd give him. I'd give him a little bit of check. And if he tells you he's a wizard, being mm-hmm. like, "Well, I'm gonna need to see your fucking keys of Solomon charts." Before yeah. I agree that you are a wizard. I completely agree with you on that. Well, speaking of wizards and COVID, some people think uh, doctors are wizards, as we talked about in the in the last Relax Fit episode. It is something magical, isn't it, medicine? Well, what? there's a... It's not, though. It's the opposite. (laughs) Well, it's still very magical. There was a former Northwestern University professor. Now, uh, he's in prison currently, but he would like to be released because he is a immunologist. He knows a lot about immunology. Uh, He fatally stabbed. Why is he in prison? It's because he fatally stabbed his boyfriend to fulfill an elaborate sexual fantasy. Now, he is saying... I need to be released because I'm the only person that can cure people who have COVID. I'm an immunologist. I'm a superhero in this world. That's what I do. Yeah, that's I what he does. These things. So his defense attorney says, I'm guessing, this is according to his defense attorney, Barry Shepard. He says, I'm guessing there's no other litigants that have proposed this to the court that their client can possibly aid in a very significant matter. He goes on to say, this man is a leading immunologist and someone who knows lung infections better than any anyone else. Cook County Circuit Judges Charles Byrne uh, deferred his decision on whether to release Wyndham Latham, but we shall see. All I know is if I got COVID, I go to the doctor and I'd be like, where'd you study medical school? And he's just like, the yard, the prison yard. Like, I would just be like, you know what? Give me COVID. I'm going to see what I can do with COVID. See if I can live. I don't really want my doctor to be a con- a person convicted of stabbing his boyfriend to death in a, in a sexual exploit gone wrong. But who would know the human body better than someone who ended a life? Because then he knows where, how far to take it and how far is too far. I actually, I don't know because it seems like his sexual fetish involves taking his partner to the brink of death. You're in, you, you, why, why would I believe he would even try to cure my COVID when the sicker I get, the harder he gets. And then I just have cum on my face right before I die because he ejaculates. Kissel, this is where the thing is, the cum part comes when he then just manages to heal you. So yeah, it's a it's it's coming. Okay, it's fucking a little, you a little bit. Fucking, very uh, what's it's but it's very uh, you know who knows. 
your your interesting defense of this doctor gone horribly wrong. I'd rather go to a dentist called Dr. Giggles. He stabbed his partner, Trenton Gornell Durenlau, 70 times. And he did this in a high-rise apartment. So you know this man. He might not have the most, he might not necessarily understand boundaries very well. And when I no. think of a doctor, I don't like the Seinfeld episode where his doctor does molest him. His dentist does actively molest Jerry Seinfeld and it's a lull and a raffle. Yes. In real life, I don't That's want a horrible my doctor. tragedy. It means your whole life is shattered. It's your whole life ruined. is shattered immediately if your dentist sucks your dick while you, you're asleep. Well, if you can't trust the doctor, then then you're you're done because now we can't go to the doctor anymore. Go to your the teeth doctor. are going to fall out of your face. Uh, your Absolutely, kidneys are going to fail. Everything's going to fall apart. I think that this guy, I don't want this guy to be my doctor, but I think that if you're in jail for white collar crimes or like one of those kind of more simple crimes and you learn to be a doctor in jail, I might take a stab at it. I remember I went to a dentist once in uh, an, uh, deep in Brooklyn and I went mm. to a dentist and the, the dentist, he was um, he wasn't paying attention to me. He had be I had no insurance at the time, so I had to just like pay for whatever oh, I could get. Why would he pay attention to, to you? Yeah, you're no right? insurance actor. I'm, I mean, gar- I'm garbage. I'm just a garbage piece of shit to this guy. I'm sitting in the chair, and I distinctly remember he wasn't looking at me. He was literally absentmindedly stabbing my mouth with the hook as he was watching um, "Fattest Babies in America" segment. <laughs> Uh, on, I want to say it was Maury Povich. I want to say and it was, and it was them with like a ninety-pound four-year-old, and he's just like, "That kid's too fat." Meanwhile, he's he's viciously stabbing me to the point where I had to take his hands and I pulled the instruments out of my mouth, and I was like, "I have to leave. I have to go. You are just cutting me." Well, in the doctor's defense, obviously you got to stop and watch that segment. But the the keyword is stop. Pull the out. Yeah, and we'll all out. sit and roast it. We'll all sit and enjoy it and talk about it and have a cup of coffee. But you're in the middle of it, actively lollygagging as if you got money on whether or not this kid was going to die by the other time it's 15 years old. <laughs> oh, definitely. If they keep that weight up. Yeah, I miss those segments. They would always present all. They would put. They treated those kids like Donald Trump treated the national championship team. They just got them like thousands of dollars <laughs> yes. worth of Burger King. Mean, McDonald's and just put it all on the table in front of them. Of Let's course, the two-year-old is going to eat it. He's a champion. So yeah, he doesn't know. Just so you know, again, this doctor, he does seem a little bit scarier than even uh, I assumed before. He lured his boyfriend up to the apartment. Um, he stood well, in the You don't doorway. need to lure your boyfriend. He lured him. He, I don't know. He doesn't need to lure him. He's already there. He put spam on a string and watched him slowly come up the stairs chasing said Natalie spam. Doesn't I need have to no lure idea. me into having sex with her. She just arrives with something vaguely with her me seeing the shape of her body, and I'm ready to go. Well, he stood in the doorway uh, to the bedroom with his cell phone in hand as Latham repeatedly stabbed Cornell. Uh, Dernley as he slept. According to prosecutors, Latham had asked Warren to video record the killing, uh, but he never did. That was another person that was involved in all of this. What? As part of a plea deal, this other dude, Warren, agreed to testify against Latham in return for a recommendation from prosecutors that he only be sentenced to 45 years. We got multiple people involved in the stabbing. That's what I'm saying. And now this doctor wants to get out and cure people with <laughs> maybe, maybe it's time for him to put his his knife blows where they'll do best also, in the surgery room they are, they're saying Warren was a third party custodian which i don't mm. believe what means is he was a third a party custodian is I that just a man with a broom that's what I, it sounds like i don't it just know. sounds I, like it's a man with a fucking it's just a man with a vendetta a bucket 
a mop and only one pair of pants, and he doesn't wear pants when his pants are dirty. You know what All I'm saying? All I know is if Andrew Warren, that's this, that's this man's full name, the guy who was supposed to film it then, if he was a real custodian, I think he adds more value to society than this immunologist who was obviously just going to kill people with COVID. Because what do custodians do? They clean. And what do we need right now? Clean surfaces. Clean so, surfaces. Clean surfaces. We really so. do. All right, speaking of clean surfaces, this guy uh, will never have to deal with a surface ever again. This is the FBI says a guy blew his hand off with the bomb possibly planned for an attack on quote-unquote hot cheerleaders this comes really? from buzzfeed news cole carini told fbi agents he had a lawnmower accident um <laughs> which is a lot that's like if you just um, i can see you know dorf does lawn care yeah uh, and how scary that would be but when agents searched his home they found blood and chunks of human flesh splattered on a bedroom wall this guy by the way if you haven't seen his mug shot he his just beneath his eyes if he was the bottom of a pizza crust of a brick oven pizza crust that's a perfect crispy crust you're he, gonna get that crunch you're gonna get that snap when you have to when you have to fold the triangle so you can get it in your mouth because you can't eat pizza with a knife and fork unless it's a deep dish we all know that he really has a good burn going he looks like an asshole. Yeah. He looks like a an Looney Tune person, like blew up. Like it is. Like they didn't even try to fix him up. So this twenty three year old Virginia man who appeared to be planning an incel bomb attack on hot cheerleaders. That says they're throwing also, incel in there. They they do throw the incel in there, but it's also like this whole idea of hot cheerleaders. And this is not demeaning cheerleaders of any ilk, but like I think it's more of a stereotype. A lot of times they're quite uh, you know attractive. They can They're be. all attractive. They're they all attractive. Be. They can You have be. to be at least, if you are a cheerleader, you are a representative of the team. So you are, you are fun. You are full of energy. You are athletic. You are it's enthusiastic. N- I feel like you're making this, you're, you're basing this opinion off of porn, as, as you base many opinions off of. And I, I, I am also guilty. I just don't know if that's the case anymore, but nonetheless... It does not matter. I love them. I love each one of them. Gotcha. So, like late Tuesday evening, Carini went to a medical center near his home in Richland, Virginia, with one hand missing, several <laughs> fingers amputated, and shrapnel wounds to his neck and throat. Jeez. When asked if he remembered what happened to put him in the hospital, authorities wrote in the criminal complaint, Carini told the FBI agents that he was mowing his yard and the mower flipped over in such a way that it, and this is added, dragged his hands into the blades, and because the blades were spinning so fast it acted as a bomb which is this is not, not again this is not a wily e coyote <laughs> scenario this is real life but when this FBI is why agents you got to come up with that story before you meet the fbi this is you can't what just he be did he was in shock because he lost most of his hands because his shitty little riddler plan went awry <laughs> so they discovered when fbi agents searched his home they found a shocking scene a trail of blood leading investigators to a bedroom where blinds had been shredded by shrapnel everything was covered in blood they said they discovered explosive chemicals and a boss box of rusty nails that could be used as shrapnel pvc pipes six inch high grass at his home so showed no signs of having been that, freshly mowed that that's is the, the real, key right there this that's is the killer when, right there this is and, so six inch high grass at the home this is your colombo moment mm, this is when you this is when you believe wait him. a second it seems that there's been no lawn mowing happened at this excuse me ma'am tell me just ask you one last thing and then immediately you he's just him. like i'm trying to blow up their sweet little pussies 
But here's a video of him on, there's a picture of him on Facebook holding up a bunch of $20 bills, which he looks so badass. Now, in a nearby shed of He's got at least $300 of $20 bills, though, Henry. I mean, let's give some credit where credit is due. And you know for a fact his parents are driving because he's in the backseat. He's in the backseat. Wearing his seatbelt, which is good. But he's definitely, that's definitely his parents driving. <laughs> yes, that is a van that he is in. In a nearby shed, authorities found a crumpled letter that discussed a suicide bomber walking through a shopping mall while concealing deadly objects to target a stage of hot cheerleaders. Now, this comes from this is directly from a quote from his little writing. I will not be afraid of the consequences. Read the letter. No matter what, I will be heroic. I will make a statement like Elliot Rogers did. He thought to himself. And of course, he spelled Elliot Rogers wrong, which really pisses me off because you know how he spelled it. Like my boy Aaron Rodgers on the GP Packers, on the GB Packers, not the Green Packers. That's an alien race. The Green Bay Packers, he spelled it like Aaron Rodgers. You cannot defame the great Rodgers name like this. Get Elliot out of there. But it seems that he at least lost his fucking girlfriend in this, which is really a shame. And again, isn't the whole, this is why we actually have a, incel is a very interesting term right now. That's what I yes. will say. Uh, if he has a girlfriend, then isn't he not an incel? No, isn't I mean his point? fucking hand. I mean his fucking oh, hand that he blew hand. off his fucking body. You blew off his masturbating hand. Well, we don't yes. know which hand was blown off or if he's right or left-handed. So that's just speculation, Mr. Zabrowski. Hey, Daniel Day-Lewis learned how to paint with his feet, and that was just for a goddamn movie. You can learn how to jerk <laughs> off with anything. <laughs> well, Oh, my God. Well, either way, um, this is according to his brother, Neil Carini. He says, my family is trusting in God and godly people. Please pray for my brother. Thank you. <laughs> It is. I mean, I, I honestly, you could pray for him. I guess he could deserve it. Whatever that. I mean, it doesn't do anything. So, yes, pray for him. This might be the exact wake up call this boy needed. He obviously has extreme mental issues. He's got to work through. He's got anger problems. He's got a lot of stuff going on. Blowing so his hand off is might the wake up call. It literally might be the thing that saves his life. Where he gets his thing called off and maybe he could sit and realize that he's a little bitch and that he was super mad about all of this bullshit. It's like he doesn't even look that fucking bad. He needs to get his shit together. He needs to learn how to play a fucking hop. He needs to learn how to play a fucking instrument. He needs to get a fucking job. He needs to pull his shit together. And maybe because who knows? There's plenty of work at the Amazon factory with people with one hand. Oh, my God. And you could imagine all the games you can play when you're just like, oh, help me in the shredder, you know, and then you get like a bunch of ketchup and ham coming out of your hand. Got you guys. You know what I mean? You could be the funny guy in the room if you want to. You could be. And if he has any athletic prowess whatsoever, looking at him, I don't think he's going to make it in the NFL. But don't forget, Jason Pierre Paul blew off his hand uh, while playing with fireworks, not intended to hurt anyone, but he's still in the NFL. And uh, there's another person as well with with uh, with one hand, uh, no no fault of his own and whatsoever. He's playing in the NFL. So if he does want to be an athlete, he could still be a, he could still be a Chuck. What do they call those people again? Dave's Dan's a Chad. Chad's. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or I, the guy from uh, the drummer from Def Leppard. That yeah, he always look comes at that up. guy. I actually does it. Would he also lose one of his feet? What? I think the drummer. I think that he might have lost both. Did I he think lose it, a yeah. foot. Yeah, I, I think it was just 
you know when you get a new toy and now they have all the detachable wrists and limbs and stuff, but then, you know, you're just going to end up like losing everything. He's in toy like age five years old. Like it's all done. Like what the kid swallowed one of his arms, his foot's gone. Like he's never going to be put together again. <laughs> he's doing very well. I think Has he might ever, actually be. He's still alive. Has anyone ever kept all of the parts to a Mr. Potato Head, for example. It's not possible. Over the years, yeah, time You're just time saying that, that all life should work, that we're all just going to slip. That's just us, Kessel. It's because we're going to get fucking diabetes. Penis. That's why. That's how. That's called losing a section. He did not deserve to lose sections of his body at a time. No. We will do the things that it takes to deserve slowly shedding body parts as time goes. Ah, Jules. Oh, Jules. Make a wife smile today. The road to getting engaged can be long and full of memories and pitfalls and landmines. Or it can be short and thrilling, like a roller coaster on the way to the police department. But the road to finding the perfect engagement ring is a straightforward path every time. All you've got to do is head over to BlueNile.com and they're going to ship them rocks straight to your wife's new fingers. On BlueNile.com, you can create a bigger, more brilliant piece than you can imagine. At a price you won't find at a traditional jeweler, Blue Nile is the original online jeweler since 1999. That's present time to me. Their diamond price guarantee means that in most cases, they can meet or beat a competitor's price on a comparable diamond. I know when I got my wife a beautiful Blue Nile necklace, the first thing she did was, what did you do? But afterwards, she was so happy to have it and she loved it and she wore it when we went on vacation and modern did everybody come around being like where'd you get that piece you beautiful woman and i was like stop talking to my wife she's spoken for you can see it with the blue nile bling she's got on her right now get 50 dollars off your purchase of 500 or more with code last podcast at blue nile.com that's 50 dollars off with code last podcast at blue nile.com blue nile.com how many platforms do I work on? So many platforms. Can you believe it? Google Docs. Work on that. Very complicated. Lots of different things going out. Clickety-clack, right? Slack. Saying things to my employees. All of my, all my, my main doldgers walking around here. It makes sure it changes cluck to the word I meant for it to say to everyone. But I try to say not curse words on Slack. What am I supposed to do about it? But Grammarly doesn't fix curse words, does it? Because Grammarly's too good for it. It's too classy. It's Grammarly is an AI writing partner that helps you get work done faster with high quality writing. Because better writing means a stronger impact. The pen is mightier than the sword. Except when the sword is in the room. 96% of Grammarly users report that Grammarly helps them craft more impactful writing and suggestions based on your audience goals and context. Can you believe it? And data privacy and security are woven into the foundation of Grammarly. It's in its goods. All right. So Grammarly's great. Use it. I use it. I love its gentle harassment of my writing style because it does help me because sometimes my thumbs are faster than my eyeballs. Don't quote me on that. Get AI writing support that works where you work. Sign up and download for free at Grammarly.com slash podcast. That's G-R-A-M-M-A-R-L-Y dot com slash podcast. Easier said, done. One in five Americans have learned a new language on their bucket list. If that's you, make 2024 the year you finally check it off the list with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors. It's a waste. Don't waste hours on apps. 
Besides appetizers, that's the kind of apps I like. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Did you know that empanada is already Spanish? I didn't. Thanks, Babbel. Did you know that burrito is already Spanish? Wow. I just got to learn all the rest. And eventually, I'm going to be eating downtown Mexico. Thanks, Babbel. Here's a special limited time deal for our listeners. Right now, get 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at Babbel.com slash left. Get up to 60% off at Babbel.com slash left, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash L-E-F-T. Rules and restrictions may apply. Um, just a quick just quick side note here. In Indiana, there was a missionary. Uh, his name is Donald C. Miller. If you want to know what the most haunted place in the world is, it's probably this place. FBI um, toured or searched his museum, and they found over 2,000 human bones uh, that he had taken from ancient Native American burial sites. Not so, a good idea. If you see no bones from, nat- from an old... Native American burial site. Don't take him. Let him stay. Because this, yeah, he must just sit in his house and just hear like, get out, get out. Like all the fucking Native American songs and whistles go through the house as his furniture slides around. And I guess you just get used to it like the subway. Absolutely, yeah. I don't. I don't even hear the the cranking of the subway on the tracks as they haven't lubed them up in a decade. I don't see the rats anymore eating full full hot dogs or someone's ear. I do want to point this out in this story. Amy Moore, that's one of Miller's friends. Again, this missionary. Um, she said, "I mean, this man. He's an amazing piece of history. He's an artifact himself." Because he's 91 years old and he has just recently died. So she kind of roasted him a little bit. Anyway, a little bit. Ro- so anyway, we've been talking a lot about um, burial robberies, rubberies, and they are still going on today. So be careful out there. And if you do have a burial site and you want to protect those bones, you got to get a chihuahua. Got to get a chihuahua because yep. they they are surprisingly little vicious creatures. I've seen Wendy turn into her animal self. Like normally Wendy acts like a cat or like a doorstop or like just like a human. Just like she just cuddles. She's a little fucking warm like heating lamp. That's all Wendy is. But when she gets crazy, she like puffs up to two times her size. It's weird looking. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. This other story, it just quickly talk about. I mean, this is wild. I want to go into deeper, like deeper, deeper. God damn it. I want to go into like I want to look into this more. This is the decade old quest. This is from the this is from Wapo. The decade old quest for a hidden treasure chest is over. The millionaire who hid it says it was just found. This is fucking wild. Yes. This is a guy, a New Mexico art and antiques collector announced 10 years ago that he had hit a chest containing $2 million in riches deep in the Rocky Mountains. He told people to go hunt for it, and hundreds and thousands of adventurers did just that. At least five people died while looking for this. Dude, this, comes from this is great. So, okay, I have a question for you. You say you hide, you hide uh, Trisher, and you're like, if anyone finds it, they can keep it. Five people die searching for it. Mm-hmm. At what point do you just be like, I know where it is. I'm just going to take it back. Like, and how many people have to die in search of your hidden treasure before at some point you're complicit in their death? 
I think you just become more and more powerful each time someone dies looking for your hidden treasure because you're becoming like an old school like Pharaoh. This is a this is weird. This is a story from lore. The idea of like just yeah. sitting out being like, find my treasure and see what adventure abounds. Like it's incredible. These I people just, signed up for the adventure. I guess so. I mean, it is Curly's gold. They are out there. They're looking for it. I'm sure Billy Crystal, I'm sure everyone out there was telling some really great jokes. I just feel like if I hid treasure and five people died looking for it, I would say I would I would make a better map. That's all I would. I would just be like, here's a better map just so no one has to die. It was supposed to be difficult. I think it'd be different if he was like in a sniper nest above the treasure, <laughs> just fucking shooting whoever got close. That's how, that's the game I would play. The man's name is Forrest Fenn. He hid a 42 pound bronze chest and it was finally unearthed over the weekend. The search is over. Fenn, 89, wrote on his website, the treasure has been found. The finder of the treasure wanted to remain anonymous because he was one of an estimated 350,000 people who over the last decade have risked their lives in search of the buried bounty. This thing is crazy. I also want to... My one thing is that I want to find out all the various places he stole things that were inside of this chest. I want to see how other people feel like what who who's this, who does this shit belong to? It was an right. elusive 13th century treasure chest filled with rare artifacts, precious jewels, gold, rubies, diamonds, other valuables. He said that he had it over the years and he just put it in a fucking box. He said Fenn said that the treasure was found Saturday and that the man who uncovered the chest sent him a photograph as evidence of the discovery. Damn. All right. I wonder how new technology has played a role in this as well. If you're a treasure hunter, reach out. Side stories, LPOTL at gmail.com. I didn't even think that people did this anymore, other than Israel Keys, who would hide his treasures, which were a gun and a knife and other disgusting, nerdy things that he would keep around, the trees of the uh, neighborhoods that he would go torment. Um, I did not realize that treasure hunting was still such a thing. 350,000 people, only five died? Now I reverse my statement. That's not so bad. That's what I'm saying. And I okay. also, in my mind, we have billionaires coming out of the woodwork to fucking deeply embarrass themselves talking about social issues that they are completely spaced away from humankind (laughs) and too much to even speak about. This is the type of shit that billionaires should be doing. If if they are going to exist, and I don't even think that they should exist, but if they are going to exist... This is the fun shit. He wrote an autobiography called The Thrill of the Chase, where he put clues in a 24-line poem. And he said that the purpose of the hunt was encourage people to immerse themselves in the wilderness and engage in an old-fashioned adventure. This is the, I get what? this. This is the, I, I love thought, this. Many people thought it was a hoax. I mean, now that you say that, he wrote a book, you get people reading, you get people outdoors. Everyone, you know, there's a lot of masculine people out there who are treasure hunters who are forced to read a poem. That's very good for them. You actually were truth. You actually were close to the truth. The police chief, this comes from ABC News, a police chief actually pleaded with the author who hid treasure to call off the hunt after two people died in 2017. He let three more die. <laughs> he let three more die. He's like, please stop it. Please please stop this treasure hunt. And he's like, no, I refuse. It is, it is about the adventure. It is about the thrill of the chase. What's a treasure to a detective, though, Henry? A corpse. A, a corpse. corpse. A yes. corpse. That's what they wish. They wish it was a corpse. And this is where he said, this is one of the beginning of the, of the poem. Okay. Begin it where warm waters halt. 
and take it in the canyon down. Not far, but too far to walk. Put in below the home of Brown. I think it's underneath the toilet. It sounds like it's in an outhouse, yeah. Yeah, the wow. hole of Brown. The hole of Brown. Yes, indeed. It's been near my butthole this entire time. It'd no be one's seen it for 10 years. If it was, what if it was just underneath a fucking porter potty at the Thunderdome? <laughs> like, it's just underneath. It is just in the piss trough of a hockey stadium. Oh, my goodness. That would be a rough day to be a treasure hunter, unless but you're into got, both of those things. But this dude, Forrest Fennett, like one of those, like, he has one of those dens filled with treasures antique and all sorts of like weird little bottles and piles of gold looking things and shit these people are really i mean technically he probably did horrible shit to make this money not always sometimes you just play the market and it goes crazy um one billionaire and the billionaire has to do this and you get exactly two billion dollars so you can give one billion away that's That's the idea that's it that's all we need in this. In world. my mind, I feel like you should yeah give a fucking billion away. Who gives a shit? A billion dollars is going to like what is that even? That's not even money at that point. It's like what's the point? I know it's about the pursuit of it, but it's fucking absolutely ridiculous. It's it's fake. Money well, is so, fake. Well, that tell money tell that fake. to my health insurance. Yeah, um, I know. All right, and just the final story here that we have. Henry mentioned diabetes, and this dude in Belgium in Belgium. Um, Man, if he doesn't get it, I don't think any of us will. This prank is one of the craziest things ever. It's also been happening for 10 years. He's a 65-year-old Belgian dude. Apparently, people keep on ordering delivery pizzas to his house. They keep on ordering pizzas to his home, and he doesn't know who it is. He doesn't order the pizza. He doesn't want the pizza, and he doesn't know how to stop it. This is a quote. It it has been happening for 10 years. Years. This is a long con. It's obviously his sadistic neighbor. It seems like it might be like the chick from Serial Mom, just knowing that this is working, driving him nuts. This is what Gene Von Landingham had to say. He said, I cannot sleep anymore. I start shaking every time I hear a scooter on the street. <laughs> he goes on to say, I dread that someone will come to drop off hot pizzas yet another time. It but you is, know... He- but Come his on. buddy is also getting the pizzas and they have no fucking clue where they're coming from and they keep showing up and it's traumatizing this Dutch person. <laughs> Belgium? It is traumatizing him. He doesn't understand, but it's like, I guess you do have to pay for each one, right? Like you have to pay but for every you, single time they okay, show up. Or so, I, how many pizza places are there, number one? Don't all of them know that this man never orders pizza at this address? They have to be, it has to be a pizza magnet. It, this this has complicit. to be the Herman Kane. The Herman Kane well, of, no, of Belgium we already has got know. to be behind this. We already know the one, Kissel. We know who it is. Oh my God, don't even say it. We know it. it's the fucking Papa, man. You I mean, think it comes this is down Papa? To it. I don't know what the Papa's doing because Papa's already, I mean, I, there's how many times since the beginning of COVID-19 have we received the meme of Papa John <laughs> being the cause of all of this chaos? And for a while, I was like, this is fucking hack. I yeah. don't think that this is true. I don't think that he was a part of this or had anything to do with this. I don't think he was as far reaching as he thought he did. But I honestly think something like this is yeah. more of him just practicing. I could see that. This and of is course, Papa John, a little bit out of touch, I think. 
touring, giving us a virtual TikTok tour of his billionaire mansion. All of the Papa John's garlic sauce bought him all of that. Can the, you just go look at his TikTok and see the shit that fucking built that he built out of oh the fucking just God. poisoning us? Literally just making us have cancer. He has that fucking huge spinning statue. It's amazing. In the front of his home. It's inspiring. It's something. To a point. It is something. It is, yes, it's it's inspiring to a point. Although, in my mind, you get that when you cure cancer or when you're like a renowned. I love to see that. The sad thing is, Henry, it's never the renowned historian. Like, when you think about it, you're always like, oh, the historian must be in his mansion and his beautiful library. study. No, they they live in Cobble Hill in a really tiny apartment that they got grandfathered in so they could stay there. Yes. That's what happens to a historian. They are never paid. And they should know that from studying history. (laughs) That it never pays. Well, you have to find a way to get in there. I'm, the main way to wi- the main way to make money as a historian, I believe, is showing your asshole on OnlyFans. <laughs> Which is, I mean, do it. I would never want to see a historian's butthole. It's used too much. It's sat on all the time. Van Langdingham. It's nice and spread. It's the people's asshole. It is uh, Van Langdingham. Uh, he calls this pizza terror. And he also has said that uh, other fast food, including kebabs, have arrived as well. Jesus so. fucking Christ. When is this shit going to end? When's it when gonna is this end? shit going to end? And I, I think know. we should send, and I mean this, I think we should send our troops to Belgium. Sure. And rectify this. Sure. I think this is a good use of terminal force. You remember SEAL Team 6? I do. How many of them were mysteriously murdered after the death of Osama bin Laden? The quote death of Osama bin Laden? Osama mm-hmm. bin Laden, Jeffrey Epstein in the same grave right now, right? Uh, well, I'm not sure about all oh, of that. I just, I'm ready to go today. <laughs> I've had a lot of spring. You know what gets me there? Spring Hill Jack Coffee. I just want to say again, thank you to the people at Spring Hill Jack Coffee for just keeping me just on edge enough to make my family tiptoe around me, but me ready for the radio. And also able to hear the tiptoes. You got to be super aware. You got to know when they're scared and you can bing, still bing, then bing, be annoyed bing, by them bing, bing, even bing, further. Bing, 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 bing. That's how big and light and powerful my my tiptoes can be. So just lastly, the Belgian police, they are aware of the situation. They have not uh, charged anyone. and they Don't do worry. S- they're on it. They're, they're on don't it. Don't worry. Yeah, they're on it. They're, they're going to fuck it because they eat waffles for lunch there. Yes, they do. And breakfast and dinner and law enforcement. They do believe that it's someone that they both know and they hope to one day unveil them. Van Langdegem says it will not be their best day. Whoever this is, <laughs> he has ended this. Oh, with a I think uh, it's the opposite. I think it, it will exactly because I know that if I was doing this, and honestly, I want to steal this. I think that this is one of the funnest things in the world to do to somebody to slowly but surely psychologically torture them. I would hold it to my chest until the, my death bed and at the very end and hopefully it's somebody who i'm really close to i'm looking at you kissel wait till we're neighbors and then like really really close to and then eventually be like you remember the pepperoni wave you got in 2030 kissel it was me it's been me all along oh my got you fucker i got you Got you, fucker. Yeah, your last words will just be "got you, fucker." I know that already, and uh, I, I will. And my last action as a free man will be suffocating you in that very bed that where you utter those words, and then I will go it. and I will be incarcerated. All right, I think it's time for hero of the week. 
right, we're actually going to do another doubler because why not? And the point of this doubler is it's just called fun breaking and entering. Okay. So it's a new type of breaking and entering. I don't mind breaking and entering if it makes a point. It's harmless. If it's harmless, it is for Sometimes the it is, and sometimes it can be scary. Yes, absolutely. So in San Diego, California, this dude broke into a bank, but he didn't want no money. He's like, I'm good. He's homeless, but he still said, I don't care about the money. Instead, the guy broke into the uh, broke into the bank so he could use the branch's microwave, which I think it's nice. This man must have scouted this bank. I don't know how a lot of banks that have microwaves. Fucking, how does he break into a bank? You know, that's a question for another day. It was a San Diego Wells Fargo. So, you know, whoever works there at, uh, at security is getting hammered for some reason just because they got Fargo in the name. And that's all people do out there. So yep. why did he do this? Well, it's because he needed to heat up Hot Pockets because he had a package of two Hot Pockets. One package has two in there. Don't think they're screwing you over. And he wanted to eat those scrumptious delights. A reporter asked him on the scene, uh, was it worth it? A reporter asked. And what he said, what he said back was, was it worth it? Yeah, it was worth it. He said, a Hot Pocket? Hell yeah. So there you <laughs> yeah, go. Man. That man, banks, hero, man. one of the heroes of the week. The man Destabilized who told- the bank one Hot Pocket at a time. Absolutely. He ate both of the microwavable turnovers while inside the bank. That's exactly what you got to be doing there. I would say steal a couple of tens if you can. Um, but And the other hero of the week is a man who got hammered and broke into the Capron Park Zoo. He had gotten drunk and wanted to see the monkeys. His name is Joseph Villa, 52 <laughs> years old, lives in Attleboro. Got hammered, walked by the zoo. was like, shit, man, there's oh, monkeys so right over. monkeys. Oh, see some monkeys. You know, I'll tell you what, we were, I'll fucking climb up there because I said what I heard. Our little bird told me that I used to be a monkey. And you know this man was hammered because uh, um, because the arrest happened at 8.43 in the morning. So Ooh. he is on at least hour man, 25. Man, if he just fucking waited an hour 15 minutes, he could have just went to the zoo. I mean, it's very fun. Uh, the uh, the enforcement if he has said waited no, it, an no. hour. He literally just wait. If he got to eight thirty, this is the one thing as a buddy. No, no, the, just, the the zoo is closed because of coronavirus. Why animals can't get it? I guess oh, they yeah, can us. get it. I have no oh, idea. Oh yeah, us fucking us. Yeah, but uh, we're not fucking. Oh man, I don't know what the rules are for a zoo. I say open them. Uh, no animals were affected or harmed during this bizarre incident. So therefore, I say. Leave them alone. Part of the zoo's fence was broken, and officers be, uh, believe uh, Villa damaged the fence around 7.30 p.m. Monday on surveillance footage, police saw a man who was later identified uh, as Villa walking around the zoo. He allegedly climbed into a rowboat and paddled out to a large pond where there were where there are two lemur islands. Lemurs are a beautiful primate, of course. And um, Villa's visit with the lemurs wasn't meant to be. However, he wasn't able to reach the island because he lodged the boat underneath a footbridge. He then had to exit the boat and swim through the lemur pond back to shore, at which point he exited to the zoo in the same hole. So the lemurs are just left out at the zoo? (laughs) On their own island, I guess. But I mean, like they just stay in the zoo. They don't like take them and put them in a facility or something like they literally just still they are just at the zoo. Uh, if you see a ch- if you get a chance to see this man, he looks like Artie Lang five years ago. So he'll probably lose. He'll probably get a squishy nose at some point. <laughs> but he he's, this is definitely not this man's 
first rodeo. Let me so, see. I'm trying to find this. Man breaks into zoo, Joseph Villa. I'm just going to see the look of this in this man's face. I love it. Ooh, yeah, man. Wow. He looks like a fucking Dick Tracy villain. He is not going to do well later so, on in his life. But no, this is the difference. You know what? Okay. My only thing about my pushback is, is if he was like a young guy, I'd be kind of like into it. But there's something about this big alcoholic <laughs> scary he looks like one of my dad's scary friends yeah like he looks like a guy that like I the would one not, that's not allowed over or if he is allowed over it's a backyard barbecue and you can't come in the house he, he can't, can't come, in, come the in the house but yes he looks like one of those guys being like this guy's scary uh, other question <laughs> maybe, is maybe neither of those people are really heroes but the idea of the idea of living freedom. the life breaking in breaking your barriers Wow. And getting, good, good move. Good yeah, pivot. It's about that. Do you think that would be kind of fun for them to take the animals out of the zoo on little COVID-19 tours where you take the animals and like kind of like old school, like the way the circus used to come through, where you put them in like kind of like little like mobile kind of carts, right? Where you can drive them through your neighborhood and then everybody can come out of their house and take a look at the animals. That's what the guy did when he kidnapped all the kids in Batman Returns. Ah, that is the penguin's plan. Yeah, that's what that weird ass does. But you know, it would work. It, it'll definitely but get I'm the saying, kids' attention. But what if it was nice? I think that sounds great. I love that. We could say that about damn near everything. And damn near fucking everything. And I'm going to get my, I was just going to, we'll just ruin everything. Uh, I'm going to go into some listener letters. All Number right. one, as I got some, this is a little bit later on, but we we talked about the, uh, the black hat man yes. for a period of time. And there was a couple of interesting responses we got from a couple of psychologists. One, well, I thought it was very, very interesting was number one is that they, the liminal state between wakefulness and sleep is actually very stressful because our brains are kind of caught in this fight or flight response because our body, because our awareness is up, but our bodies can't move. Mm. But one thing that's interesting is kind of little de- depictions of the hat man's face and body and why they lack clear faces. Our brains, so this comes from a letter. Our brains actually suck at creating faces. Many of the hallucinations that occur not only with sleep paralysis, but are common with schizophrenia and other mental illness, they lack clear faces. They're mm-hmm. often obscured, lack detail, or brains fuck up features in some way. The hat man's face, described as either obscured completely or with exaggerated features, fits well into what psychologists expect in humanoid hallucinations. The features that do appear, sunken eyes and large open mouth, fit the description of a starving predator, or could be an evolution or could be an evolutionary template for, quote-unquote, scary face, locked away in our reptilian brains. Hmm. The other one they say, it's like what they call a visual release hallucination, hallucination, or Charles Bonnet syndrome, which was thought to be rare, but is now considered underreported and probably relatively common. It's a very interesting idea that these release hallucinations can occur in people without formal syndrome, but who are sleep-deprived, have visual problems, or just in the dark and just like normal people. They said there was something very interesting, right? There are a variety of different kinds of bizarre hallucinations that are seen with this this syndrome but commonly but commonly they tend to appear tall stretched out the brain is thought to compensate for this by adding a top hat to make sense of the bizarrely tall thin person and i thought that was very interesting very interesting indeed thank you so much for sharing that the uh the um black hat man has certainly given us a lot of mileage it's a fascinating thing and you're right man the the hollowed out eyes the big gaping mouth the black hole that it that it uh leaves it's scary as hell oh and we got some but we got some responses back about semen x right they were talking about the pills that can make your cum bigger yeah that's relaxed fit episode does it work um 
but they say apparently it is a it is a dietary supplement. This comes from a wonderful listener. Um, they, apparently, it is a, a lot of times there's a dietary supplement. It's, it consists of zinc, magnesium, and calcium. Hmm. And there's a few academic studies out there regarding the combo and its effect and its effect of semen production and ejaculation. The reason I'm aware of this phenomenon is thanks to a hunky bodybuilder I used to sleep with. He and his lifter bros all took ZMC as a part of their vitamin regimen for working out and building muscle, but all noticed that once they started taking it, they were shooting off huge loads. Whoa! That this is his words, she said, she said, that would on occasion rocket across the room. Apparently, it also gave them really <laughs> vivid, lucid dreams. Well, it might not be the safest thing you could ever digest, but all right. I mean, I guess that uh, that's one way to sell it. I do like that Pornhub is like, fuck muscle, we'll give you cum. I just don't, again, we said this last time, I don't need more cum. I don't think anyone um, does. I don't, I mean, some people do, some people like the aesthetic. This is a weird one. When I was in ninth grade walking to the bus stop, it was still dark out and eerily calm, no traffic and very quiet. But the second I stepped onto the street from my driveway, it felt like there was some kind of mild static electricity in the air. Anyways, my bus stop was half a block from my house on the corner, with one street light above it and some pine trees and shrubs that lined the street. I was looking at the ground as I walked up the hill towards the bus stop, and just before I crossed the street, I finally looked up to see if the kid if the kid I shared this bus stop with was already there, and he wasn't. Instead, standing directly under the street light was this three point three and a half foot tall alien facing its body toward me, staring at me. I stopped on my tracks and stared for a second, paralyzed with fear. This thing was like three and a half feet tall with grayish, bluish, whitish skin. I could see blue veins under its skin, which seemed almost translucent or thin. No clothing, no hair, no noticeable genitalia. Its head was large with a sort of flattish top that became bulbous around the forehead area, tapered in a bit at the temple, then bulbous cheekbones and the tapered down to a flattish chin, and the eyes were larger and more spaced out than human eyes. I didn't see a nose, and the mouth was like a small slit, no lips, and closed. Hmm. The arms were too long for its body and hung at its side. I guess I didn't take note of its hands. It kind of had a flat chest with small pectoral muscles with no nipples, oh and a wider protruding lower stomach. This is very interesting. Widest hips, widish, wide set hips, short legs look more like how when a hooved animal stands on their hind legs than with humanoid feet. The thing just stood there under the streetlight facing me and staring at me and only 20 to 30 feet away from me. I guess I stood there for maybe three to five seconds staring at it, frozen with fear and confusion, trying to figure out what the fuck I was staring at. When my brain caught up with me, I ran as fast as I could back home just inconsolably crying and hyperventilating. My parents were confused and horrified to what happened to me for the three minutes I was gone. My mom had to help me walk to the nearest chair. I didn't go to school. My dad stayed home because I was too scared to be alone. And I fucking, after I calmed down, I took a nap and woke up eight hours later to my mom when she got back from work. Very, very interesting. I love those kinds of things. And here's one more of those stories. I just love this fucking shit. So was the alien going to school? Don't be fucking ridiculous, I, Kissel. I don't know. Anything don't you can happen. dare be ridiculous. All right. Well, thank you so much for sending in those listener emails. We got one more for you. Now, this is strange. This is one of those, I don't know, like, this is kind of a chicken or the egg thing. Like, tell tell me what you think. Okay. 
My mother was is convinced that I've been an abductee since early childhood. I frequently had horrific night terrors in which I would scream about bugs attacking my body. Several times the night terrors got so bad that she took me to the ER as a toddler where I was given heavy sedatives and sent home. She also said I regularly told her about the very tall man who would watch me from my doorway. Toddler me described him as having insect-like eyes and being so tall he had to hunch to fit in the doorframe. Frankly, my mother is a very new agey, and I didn't believe these stories recounted to me in middle school. I did vaguely recall a creepy tall man, but the night terrors themselves stopped when I turned four. This was until I had an experience as a teenager that leaves me without any rational answers to this day. I was 13 years old, reading from my bedroom. It was midday, as I remember the sun shining down on me as I lay reclined in bed. I remember feeling foggy all of a sudden, like in a daydream. For some unknown reason, some unknown period of time, what brought me back to full consciousness was looking down on my legs and realizing they were covered in blood. Whoa. It wasn't just my legs. Blood was streaming down my arms and my chest, I was, but I was not in any pain. I ran downstairs hysterical, and I got my mother. She began frantically wiping at the blood to try and figure out where the wound was, but by this point, the blood had covered most of my body, and we couldn't find a source. My mother rushed me into the shower to get better handle of the situation. It was there that we discovered that I was covered head to toe in, head to toe in hundreds of needle pricks. My body looked like someone had taken a sewing needle and stitched through all my limbs and core. I am 33 now, and I have exhausted my brain trying to find any rational explanation, rational explanation for this experience. It also was burned in my mother's memory. I would have thought it was a hallucination. To her, it was the final proof of what she had always expected since my childhood. And yet... And I have yet to come up with a better theory. Damn. All right. Thank you so much. Who knows? Who fucking knows? All right, everyone. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Side Stories. Keep the emails coming. Side Stories, L-P-O-T-L, at gmail.com. Hope everyone is doing all right out there. Another week ahead of us here on the last podcast network. Apocalypse Radio, coming at you from a bunker deep. Not that deep inside of Los Angeles. It's no. actually, it's, it is above ground. Yeah, we're all elevated, yeah. Yeah, we really are. Just remember, you got to love your life. Yeah, you spend most of your fucking, most of your weekend watching videos of uh, police abuse, people beating the shit out of each other. But you got to love your fellow man. That's why it's more important than ever to love your fellow man. Give him some support. Absolutely. Go out there. You got to live. Every day as if the shit was about to go down. Are you the person that you need to be for the post-apocalyptic world? Learn how to hold your breath. That's the only thing I could say, right? Sure. Learn, learn how to maybe swim. Learn how to snorkel. It's not that easy. Learn how to snorkel. It helps on vacation, and it helps fighting the government. Sure. And you're going to want to laugh every once in a goddamn while. Because when it comes down to it, revolution it's not going to be without some form of titters and tatters here and there so we got to get out there and we have to laugh as the statues fall absolutely live laugh love folks and of course if you if you are in austin laugh when you drive past the alex jones studio i just watched somebody try to infiltrate it and it was really amazing oh not easy God. to do not easy to do no i bet uh, you has a lot of security yes he does all right everyone thank you so much for listening hail yourselves hail satan magustalations Tell me. This show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors. You can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com. For 25 years, nothing has tasted better after a hard day's work than a Mike's Hard Lemonade. It's because since day one, Mike's has been making lemonade the hard way. 
we use three kinds of lemons, all hand-picked from family farms, then blended to perfection in cold press to create the epic hard lemonade you know and love. Mike's Hard Lemonade. Hard days deserve a hard lemonade. Mike's is hard. So is prison. Don't drive drunk. Premium all beverage with flavors. All registered trademarks used under license by Mike's Hard Lemonade Company, Chicago, Illinois. Buying a master mechanics tool set usually means high prices, higher interest rates, and who knows how many years of monthly payments. But at GearWrench, we don't believe that your tools should take years and years to pay for. So check out Mega Mod Master Sets, the master mechanics tool sets that deliver pro-quality tools, organized storage solutions, an easy-to-use lifetime warranty, and much, much more. All for thousands less than you'd expect. So don't wait. Explore the sets and check availability now. Only at GearWrench.com.